three, two, one. Let's go! I am the host of the PBE podcast, Troy Tittlemeyer. Join Sir Andreas. Introduce yourself as part of Geolog and a little bit of your career. Like, where are you from? Give me a little background as well. Sure. Uh, well, my name is Andres Matheson. Uh, I'm the North American Region Manager for Geolog. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been here since, well, 2016 here in, in Houston, managing the business. Uh, I started with Geolog back in 2014. Wow. Yeah. And in Italy, of all places. What? Yeah. I never thought my oil and gas career would take me to Italy. It's amazing. So how the heck did that happen? I mean, you're as old as the, or your experience with Geolog is as old as uh, Ertech here. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, Only I guess. a couple years shy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I, I, it goes back quite a ways. Um, I took mining engineering okay. as my background. And when oh, I graduated, wow. the, the whole commodity sector was just tanking. Oh, wow. It was just a disaster. What year was that? That was 97. Whoa. Yeah. Mining was just a disaster. Yeah. Gold prices were way down. Um, so anyway, I applied uh, to a little small ad in the, for oil and gas, and one of my uh, one of my uh, graduates, one of my colleagues that I that I graduated with, he uh, went into wireline. I said, oh, "He can do it. I can do it." <laughs> so uh, so I applied, and I, next thing you know, I'm a wireline field engineer. Is uh, that right for Schlumberger Halliburton um, for a company called British Plasterboard BPB Wireline? Huh. As a private company and uh this was back in canada that's where i'm from oh you're canadian canadian yeah hey eh? hey my dad's <laughs> canadian he's from kenora kenora yeah, yeah you know where that's ontario at? yeah yeah i've driven through there is that right yeah on my way Man. to take this job in western canada is that right you went through <laughs> tittlemire land dude yeah that's yeah. where tittlemire comes from right there all right well suppose it's germany or something like that but they they migrated through canada they eventually went to Vancouver. Anyway, we don't even talk about the Tittlemeyer family here. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to yeah. you're you're traveling west. You're heading to Vancouver to get, get this job going, the wireline job? Yeah, so I'm heading, uh, I'm oh, coming wow. from Nova Scotia, and I'm driving about 5,000 kilometers to Alberta. <laughs> 5,000 um, kilometers, uh, calculate that, you divide by three for yeah, miles, so something like that? It's it's a long ways. It's okay. like four days of driving. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Multiple yeah. time zones, right? No, Oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, Nova, Sco Nova Scotia to Vancouver. Well, to Alberta, not Vancouver. Alberta, just, Alberta. Uh, okay, basically, still. Red Deer. Red Deer, Alberta. What the heck? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I get there, and next thing you know, I'm, I'm out in the field in Western Canada, logging wells for... Everything. You're running gamma ray, res resistivity, neutron density. Yeah. That wow. Sonic, micrologs. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Wow. So, so pretty serious company. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It changed names to Reeves Wireline and then eventually got bought by Precision Drilling. Is that right? Yeah. So they use it. The Precision Drilling has a wireline? At the time, they, okay. they had bought Computer Log. And then uh, a few years later, they bought uh, Reeves Wireline. And then they combined those two together, called it a couple different names. It ended up being <laughs> Precision Energy Services. Okay. And then they sold that off to Weatherford. Wow. And then Look that became that. Weatherford, still is Weatherford. Okay. Yeah, the wow. technology. Holy smokes. Okay. Yeah. So you're out, boots on the ground, man. That must have been cold, huh? It was, yeah. Minus 40. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Just, the yeah. hell, man? Yeah. Cockroaches can't even live in minus 40. What the uh, heck are you doing out there, man? <laughs> but it was it's the best time. And, and when you're in western, the western northwest part of 
Canada, it's it's wet the rest of the year in the in the forest where they're drilling. So the activity, the best time to go is in the winter because everything's frozen. You can get in there, no problem, no mud. No problem. You're on ice roads, though, yeah. huh? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> a little bit. No yeah. sketchy stories from those days? Uh, Some moose? Any encounters with moose? Uh, there's Yeah, there's a few times. I uh, heard those things are aggressive. Yeah, huh? moose. I didn't hit any moose. I hit some deer. I hit a deer one time. Ooh. I was a trainee and I hit a deer. I was driving the pickup truck. Shoot. And uh, you were able to keep it under control though, huh? Or yeah, you... it wasn't too bad. I mean, the truck needed to get repaired and had to yeah. get a tow truck. But uh, my manager was really good and called me up, asked me how I was doing and everything. And so I'm fine. So I drove back with, I hopped in with the tow truck driver and we almost hit a bear on the way back. <laughs> So, that was your day, man. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, you know, I'm done for today. But that didn't that didn't stop me from continuing on. Man, okay. Yeah. So wireline, you got a mining engineering degree. You're doing wireline. You're doing all that. And then 2014, you answer some. You answer an ad. Yeah. So they were they were looking for people, and uh, and based on my background uh, with a lot of wireline background experience, um, and also. Uh, prior to that, actually, I, I had switched um, to the surface logging group of Weatherford mm. and kind of mm. saw the writing on the wall at the time because, you know, horizontal drilling technology and horizontal completion technology, all the Packers and people like Packers Plus and everything. We were right. talking like doing five, six, seven stage fracks at oh, the time, man. right? It was a pretty big deal, right? <laughs> and, you know, I started seeing less and less wireline logging. Wow. And so, yeah, the surface logging seemed like um, a great thing to get into to, um, you know, there's a lot of value from that data. I said, oh, just, you know, my customers could use this data. They're not logging their wells with wireline tools. So this would be this would be pretty cool. So so I started to do that um, uh, for Weatherford and. And then, uh, yeah, so I ended up answering an ad to um, work for Geolog and to take some of those experiences from, you know, how, you know, the, the, the value proposition from the surface logging data versus yeah. the wireline since right. I had first hand experience about the wireline. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you could spend $500,000 on a suite of wireline logs for sure. Yeah. And you're saying for operators that are like, I, I don't want to do that, you're saying, well, here's a, a great data set yeah. you can get a lot of value from it's not going to be as much as the five hundred thousand. or i'm sure if you get every one of these oh yeah it'll add up but yeah. this is all done at the surface on cuttings and no no downhole risk so and the drillers... data that's coming from the drilling you're using that any you're using that and you're using the mud and the gases all that from surface right you yeah. have no tools that go downhole exactly yeah and you know it's, yeah. it's great because there's no downhole risk um you get a lot of value from the data yeah and um we're not bothering the drillers and getting in their way and putting hardware down the hole <laughs> have you been coming to urtech every year since 2014 um yeah i think uh i think since 20 well probably i don't know when the first one was that i went to at least till 2016 because yeah that was uh I, I was 2016 was my first 2017, 18, 19, obviously 20 was a no go. Yeah. I didn't come in 21 either. 
So I, it's been, a, yeah. you know, basically time traveled for a couple of years since 2019 for, for Urtech. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. So, uh, Geolog now 2022, you guys are just optimizing the data that you're, you're focusing on surface data acquisition. You don't have any downhole. You guys don't want to do any downhole tool development. Are you guys dabbling in any of that? Like how's the R and D on Geolog right now? What are you guys focusing on? <laughs> well, I, I leave that to the R and D people, but right the, uh, yeah, we're focused on surface logging, but we do have another um, another company that we call a drill tech, and they have the nonstop driller technology, which allows you to continuously circulate when you're making connections. So that that requires some subs on on the drill string that you that you put on there. So there is some some technology some that ends up going downhole, yeah. but it, but it all happens at surface. So, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, so when we make a connection every thirty feet while drilling it the the well doesn't get the all that doesn't get circulated it, it all stops and starts settling you, while yeah exactly oh so shit. you can if you put this non-stop driller technology in there you can continue to circulate before you there's some valves and that, that happen and, and you switch switch over the circulation to another loop and then you can break the connection and so now you can maintain Whoa. your ecd what's an um, ecd the equivalent cuttings density oh. in the hole. And, yeah. And then you have, from a geothermal ah. perspective, we were we were over at uh, Geothermal Rising uh, uh -huh. back in October, and we're trying to promote that technology to help with the continuous circulating to keep the the annulus temperature down in, in the well. So wow. if you have downhole tools, and there's a, you know, there's a, there's a certain limit of temperature these tools can handle so if you can extend that and allow you know other service companies to run their tools longer and help the customer oh, man, I'd love that. Else. yeah so it's great wow very cool man i'm always excited about geolog dude i got to cross paths with you guys 2015 2016 i think by 2017 we were actually drilling a well by then but i was definitely you know seeing you guys and getting to meet you guys back then and I always thought, man, what is going on with the cuttings? The data that's coming back from the rocks and the fluid at the moment we break them for the first time, in some cases for hundreds of millions of years, this rock and this fluid has been there. And we're breaking that for the first time and we're sniffing the gases for the first time on that release. There's a reaction going on between the mud chemistry that's bringing up the cuttings with the fluids you know, how, that just absolutely excited me, the whole idea of that. And uh, and then we got to use you guys, and, and we did the bitware. We did a, a lot of yeah. these services. So what, go through the services real quick, from the top to the bottom. We're at Urtech 2022. Give me the elevator pitch, top to bottom. All right. Geolog services, what All do right. we got? Well, today, I mean, we have quite a few different things going on, but the digital cuttings is a is kind of a newer hmm. service where we're, tr we're trying to take the value that's, uh, I guess people are missing from cuttings where, I mean, people are doing a traditional looking at the cuttings under a microscope, but let's digitally catalog them and let's kind of preserve mm. that data and use that for lithophases identification, um, looking at the color data, um, red, green, blue, um, the uh, fluorescence from it as well. Really? And just kind of capture all that and then integrate some of that data with um, XRF, XRD, 
and have that as a kind of a package that you can have to, to kind of um, compare wells and when you it, say it was, it's kind of low cost, you know, to, to gather all this data. So you, you know? got a you got a camera on every unit now that's specifically just zooming well, we, in and yeah. Well, we have cameras on on the units, but we have this workflow that we do back at the lab where uh -huh. we'll we'll take the samples, make sure they're clean. Uh, we'll do the XRF XRD on them. We can do other services Rocky like pyrolysis, yeah. Yeah, Rocky valve, pyrolysis, TOC, right and we combine combine all that data together, and that's what we see here on the uh, behind us here. But the digital cuttings part of that is adding how you're using spectra. You're using some kind of yeah. Well, we're looking at uh, you're looking at the looking at very some simple things, just looking at the color color of the, yeah. the rock, so you can see when you get into different. Um, formations and color changes and and matching that up with the gamma ray matching that up with the yeah. xrf yeah looking at data that data and then when you have some of that data then you can go back and you can go look at historic data too right you can go into some of these depo um, um, depositories or whatever they have the, the collecting all this data and you can go back and start analyzing those too huh and um, pretty yeah and then you can compare right yeah Okay, cool. So digital cuttings, that's a cool one. Yeah. I don't remember that being a, is that, that's relatively that's new? That's relatively new, okay. yeah, yeah. Thought so. And um, we have a Dr. Guy Oliver who's in charge of that uh, that group, which you've interviewed in oh, the past yeah. here on the PBE. So that was great. Um, you know, we've, we other services we have from, from a cuttings perspective, we have the G9 Plus, which is thermal desorption on cuttings. We can do fluid characterization just from the cuttings. Um, so we can combine that with the gas data, the hydrocarbon mm -hmm. gas data that we get from mm -hmm. our advanced gas analysis, but also look at it from, um, from a cuttings perspective. You know, we could, can even take outcrop data. We can take oh, any man. kind of cuttings and start doing that as well too. So, which we've started to do. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Going to outcrops and doing stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Cool. That we need to do that. Like the uh, yeah. WTGS needs to take Geolog out to the Guadalupe Mountains and just sounds good. Grind Let's up, go. grind up <laughs> all the outcrops where a geologist sat there and was like, "I think this is like a high stand or a low stand, and this sand that's coming in like these carbonates." Like they're trying to figure out, put this big geologic story together. <laughs> Move aside, interpreter. We need the data, man. We need to know what this is. I don't want to know what you think you're seeing. I want to know what the elemental makeup of this rock is. And then let's let's maybe work towards an interpretation. We need to take a step back. Yeah. You can read any literature and immediately it's interpreted information that you're reading. Immediately. Across the board, any publication today, any freaking textbook, they immediately go into, oh, this is a... Sandy Shoal environment sandstone, and you're like, man, it's a sand. <laughs> like, okay, what's the quartz? What's the elemental makeup of that? Is there carriage in the quartz? Like, yep. what is it? And then let's work towards that. Everyone just bang, they instantly go into interpreting what they think it is, and it's just, just noise. You don't need that. What are we looking at? What's the physical makeup of this stuff? We need that in the industry. Yep. And everyone goes, oh, yeah. You know, when you talk to a professional, they go, ah, the guads, you know, it's been work. Everyone's seen the guads. Everyone's been to the guads. Where's the data? Where is the data of hundreds of feet of continuous outcrop in the guads 
that everyone is correlating to subsurface wireline and everything like that, right? But where's the actual data of that? I want to see that and all of this on a continuous hundreds of feet of Guadalupe Mountain Reservoir, San Andres, or whatever that age is that we're actually going in the subsurface. I would love to see that information. Yeah, it'd be great. So anybody got any samples, send them to us. We got to go out and create them. I just got to yeah. put up the money to get Geolog out there, I think. PBE's got to fund the the uh, the rock collecting. <laughs> I got no problem with that. That'd be awesome. Put some cameras yeah. on a drone. Boom, run some spectra, right? Take <clears throat> images and LIDAR and, you know, add all that element to it too. And then you run a whole continuous cuttings analysis with Geolog. I, that would be a publication. That would be an event of, of all those different publications that come out of just that one study. Yeah. You can make a whole day event and talks about that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm up for it. I don't know. That, that, that sounds off. good. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm sorry. Well, I distra- you can be our pitch man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for the distraction. I, got, I totally uh, went good. off tangent there. But yeah. No, we got exciting stuff. It makes people <laughs> excited, right? The data you can collect. It, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So you got uh, gas analysis. You got liquids analysis. You covered the digital yeah. cuttings. You know, on the gas analysis, we have the GU2s where you can collect um, gas analysis to do compositional and isotopic analysis. So more information um, as well as, you know, we can do that in real time, isotopic analysis. Right on. Um, And then, you know, the BitLife, you mentioned that earlier, you used that before. And and the BitLife is a a great tool for for helping on the drilling side and um, just seeing when the bit's starting to wear and when's the optimal time to, to pull out of the hole and do bit changes. Right. So pretty, right. pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Right on. And oh. then uh, on the advanced gas, you know, we're, we're doing, uh, you know, the C1s through C8. We're, we're looking at the um, contamination that, that's in the mud from recycled gas effects. So we're measuring Whoa. the gas out. We're measuring right. the gas in. Yep which is all really necessary um, to start really quantifying what's downhole. That's right. right? And, and, That's right. and extracting that gas in a, in a sort of a controlled environment with you know, constant temperature and, and constant volume. Yeah, that yeah. was a big deal on the decision factor. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't just me all green, you know, fired up. Geologs got all these services from surface. Like, you know, there's a lot of experienced people in that company too. And and they go, you know, yeah. one thing that they, they really picked up on was this in and out, the Delta and making sure that, no, it was yeah. that rock that actually had the gas kick, especially when you're dealing with oil-based muds. Yeah. And you, you there's, you know, like, well, is that a real kick or was that just recycled? That was a that was a decision maker for sure for the experienced ones. They there there's definitely value in doing that, and just being careful with the cuttings and being you know that information is so vital for geologists engineers to really start understanding what we have. Like, you know, the, the Urtech is it was made to figure out the unconventional problem and and the idea that all right this is the source rock is now the reservoir. Right. That whole change. That was a fundamental change in the whole model of exploring for hydrocarbons. The source rock is now the reservoir. You just need to break it up. You need to get the permeability and porosity connect and you can make it economic. It it, is so much challenge to that. And and now we're horizontally drilling and, and it's a spacing problem. And the engineers are seeing this volume and they're they're just fracking and pulling. But the geologists need to definitely get back and and point out that the rock is where it's coming from. And not all rock is the same in this stuff. It is is a lot of changes. 
And right. there's subtle changes. You don't just see it in the naked eye. You need the elemental makeup of it. You need to run the Rocky valve paralysis to see where the yep. more hydrogen is, the more free hydrogen or less free hydrogen. And the, the whole carriage story to this, the, you got to understand the source rock. You got to understand the changes in that. And when you, we're drilling through this with a 7,500 foot lateral and we're getting cuttings nonstop, and we got men and women out there catching those cuttings and trying to get them on depth and get them on yeah. point. You know, take the time to do that. Take the time to really understand that because when you have all that data and we we did and we had it all stacked up, we had all these columns that would have never existed if we took if we took the time and we really yep. appreciated the the amount of value that was coming from the cuttings. We had so much data. The isotopes are changing on the horizons of our picks. And we're like, oh, man, like <laughs> yeah. we're really onto something. You're seeing yeah. density changes. You're seeing chemical and physical changes in the reservoir that really do mean something. And, yeah, we didn't know exactly what they meant, sure. but we saw them yeah. and we got to think about those things. And we got to think about how the targeting goes. And, yeah. I mean, the, the value of that sometimes is underappreciated in this industry. And we can't have that moving forward. We have to appreciate the cuttings. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just it's just a waste product We're drilling, and there's so much information available. Yeah, and why not use it? Yep. to our advantage, right? Yep. And then you have XRF gamma ray. So that's how we were able to track it back to the gamma ray log, yep. which had you know really high accuracy, really a lot of confidence in the modeling was yep. the gamma ray log. Well, we had that. So when we had cuttings and and the gamma ray XRF was way off. We were like, okay, let's just not use that one and track it back to the gamma ray. So the cuttings that yep. matched gamma ray yeah. were high confidence. Okay, we're on depth here. What's yeah. changed? And then you see all these other changes. So, yeah, it was a great experience for me, something that I take for the rest of my life. And I'm now doing mining, and I'm telling the guys that we're doing this drilling plan coming up. I'm like, why aren't we analyzing the cuttings? And they're like, well, we just core everything. Yeah. And that's kind of cool in the mining industry. They yeah. core from surface to, to TD. Yeah. They core the whole freaking thing. And that is cool. But, you know, maybe you don't have to do that, right? Maybe you don't need a couple hundred thousand dollars on every well because you want to core everything. Maybe you can infill with cuttings analysis on the on the hard rock side. And you can, and instead of having to get core on every one of the 20 well bores you're going to put over this thing, maybe you can go back, you can do 10 save coring money and time get the cuttings and you're now tying the cuttings to the cores and you're you know a lot more efficient yeah, a lot more economic you could do that yeah yeah i think the mining industry can definitely use it yeah mining industry i mean they have established ways and maybe it's worth uh, introducing something new yeah have you thought have you guys pounded on the doors of mining companies and done any kind of hard rock gold copper graphene Tungsten, no, not, iron. You no, 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 not, not that I'm aware of. I well, mean, that would be uh, interesting. My my experience in mining is uh, it's pretty low cost operation, you know, in general. Right. So, yeah. hasn't been a focus. Yeah. Focus point, you know. Well, we got invited down to Hermosillo, Mexico, for Discoveries Conference. It's one of the largest mining conferences in the world, international ones. You sure. Know, for 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 international mining companies to come together. It's the 12th year and they invited us. They said, hey, we we want you guys to come set up podcasts, talk about the technologies and the and the environment of the oil and gas industry right. with mining people. And they wanted to see us try to do this uh, integration between mining and and uh, oil and gas. 
And so I would extend the invite to Geolog. If you guys are really yeah. interested in that, we're going to have prime real estate and do comp like podcasts and, and panel discussions of, you know, a cuttings company that's seeing all this value from the surface. That's not coring, yep. but you can definitely still run all your assays on the cuttings. Right. You know, because that's the big thing about core. You got to get the rock. You got to run the, the assays, assay. Yeah. You got to get yeah. how much, you know, grams per ton am I going to get or ounces per ton? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I think that would be a really cool conference. And if you guys are, are, are really serious about maybe trying to take a stab in the mining, because Mexico is going crazy for copper and gold right now. A lot of money in that. Um, there's uh <laughs> that wasn't us. That, was that wasn't else. us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's uh there's I think there's an opportunity there that would be pretty interesting to yeah no I think so I think I think oil and gas uh, industry has a lot of um, ways to help other industries right we yeah. talk about the mining uh, that sounds like a very interesting thing to look into and I'm sure we'd be interested to do that um, you know we're already all those discussions are already happening on the geothermal side right right so that's right so yeah. You guys are expanding. We just had Susan Nash on the on the podcast and she was talking about how, you know, when now when you're seeing a an acreage position of a resource exploration company, you're you're looking at everything possible. What's the geothermal opportunity? What's the brine potential opportunity? What's the oil and gas opportunity? What's your copper or mining opportunity? Like it is a full project yeah. it's not just one or the other anymore and so that's that's exactly where a company like you guys come in if they if someone says yeah we got a hundred thousand acres we need an exploratory well we're going to drill all the way to the basement you know let's let's really spend the money on this it's exactly where i could see this technology coming in and really helping a, a company yeah. do that uh, for sure i agree totally agree with you right on man yeah. Well, I'm excited about AirTech, dude. What's your uh, what's your overall opinion about it so far? Your your initial reaction being here after a couple of years off? Yeah, I think um, I think just it's exciting. It's exciting to be back, back and having these groups of people and getting to interact with with customers and potential customers and friends and colleagues. Yeah. And it's just exciting to be back here. We got we got international visitors coming. We have some international. Uh, geolog people coming i i agree i share in the excitement i look in the people's eyes and i can see the jaeger bombs just dropping they're ready to go they yeah. the after parties are are going to be absolutely lit yeah. man i i know it's happening you could feel that energy and and you know at the end of the day yes the conferences and the technical sharing and the knowledge sharing and what urtech brings and discussions and new clients and all that stuff but it's there is something to be said for that breakaway of just getting to just kind of unload and relax and just, yeah. you know, there's nothing around besides some drinks, some food and some good people you're conversating with yeah. and you're just getting to catch up, man. And, and there's something to that. And that's, that's why I think these conferences will always exist. I hope PBE will always be here. I know geolog will be, you guys are always going to invest in these kinds of things. Absolutely. Yeah. It's cool, man. Yeah, we're always we're always trying to help the industry, trying to find solutions to to the technical challenge that people have. So, so yeah, we'll be here. Looking forward to to this conference. So, Andres, thanks. All right, man. man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that was awesome. We're out.